This is Life School Podcast Episode 101, where each week you're going to learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith in every area of life. No, I'm not a writer. Okay. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Life School. This is the stuff that your parents, your teachers, and your pastors forgot to tell you about. I'm Heath Hollinsby. Really happy to be here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hello, Caesar. Hey, brother. Glad to be here as well. Yeah, man. This is going to be fun. Uh, together, we've created this podcast where each week we'll show you how to live a, a bit more with greater intentionality and an integrated faith in every aspect of life. Caesar, you want to spend some time unpacking that for a few seconds? Well, first, I'm going to unpack why the heck we're even doing a podcast. Good call. Okay? Because <laughs> if anybody's listening in that has followed any of my books or my my vi- videos that I put out weekly or, you know, blogs and all that, they, they, there's a lot of content coming out. And there's a certain band, you know, there's a certain lane that I run in and sure. things I talk about. But the challenge with, like, putting out a, a blog every week for, you know, 750 words or putting out a video that's got to be three or four minutes for anybody to have the time to watch it is I, I feel like it still limits so much personality. You yep. know, there's just... And I know, like, you and I sit around and we talk about life and ministry. You're involved in full-time ministry, so am I. It's like we talk about these things, and it's, it's visceral. It's real. The guys we hang out with, the guys we're discipling we hang out with, that's real. And so, you know, we've been kicking around this idea of doing a podcast called Life School because we feel like the stuff that we're learning, how to integrate faith into normal, everyday life, how to, how to live with intentionality. So, like, the gospel's real in everything. It's not just a Sunday-only kind of faith thing, but it actually has something good <laughs> news to say about all of life. Yeah. I, I just don't know how to do that as well, I think, without just getting to talk with a bro about it or, you know, some of the guests that we have coming on in the weeks ahead. So that's why we're doing it. And that's a little bit of like what I think folks can expect sure. as we, you know, begin to unpack where we're heading with life school is imagine all the stuff that your parents or your teachers or your pastors sort of forgot to teach you, or maybe they just didn't know about it. And and we're going to try to unpack that in all kinds of, you know, like parenting and business. You know, my wife and I, Tina, we're serial entrepreneurs. We, get, we run business. We love business. Yep. Uh, it's been a great blessing to us and a way to bless others. So how does our faith drop into that? I'm not talking about how do you witness at work. I'm talking about the reality of how our faith touches our work, our parenting, ministry, our neighborhood, life on mission in missional communities, discipleship. Like in a real tangible way, can we week to week unpack this with folks so that they go super usable, that's helpful. That's a bit of a different slant that gives me language. That's that's what I'm hoping, Heath. It's going to be a great time, and I think that uh, we can jump into it. We're going to try to keep podcast at about 25 minutes. We're kind of going like, hey, if you're on a treadmill or driving into work or sitting on a train. That's like the national average, right? Yeah. How long people work out is about how long they can stand driving to work or vice versa. Yeah, so we're going to spend about <laughs> that much time taking on a variety of topics. And today we just want to, being that this is our first one, kind of set the stage for where we're going tell a little bit about the story that got us here. And so uh, I guess my first question is, if people are thinking about tuning out already, or they're going to give us... <laughs> already, they're, they're running in droves, Heath. <laughs> That's assuming they tuned in in droves. All yeah, right. their fingers on the pause button, you know. <laughs> uh, if they were thinking about jumping out, uh, what do you think they should hear before they go away? What are you hoping that they won't turn off for? Well, there's a, uh, there's a lot of information out there. I'm hoping that what they'll get is they'll get some condensed relational sort of dialogue 
around important stuff in their lives. Sure. Uh, we kind of represent a, a pretty big age range as far yeah. as between our ages. There's a few years in our parenting. Your kids are at home and little. You got a, what, a hundred of them? Yeah. Something like Four that. of them. Okay. It feels like a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I have three. They're grown, but we live, we're very close to each other. We live Team K, as people know. We hear more about Team K. We live really close. And what I'm hoping the reason people won't tune out, and they'll actually check out a few episodes, is uh, the normalcy of everything being reduced into like, but oh, I can actually have intentionality there. I, instead of it just kind of washing over me or me going, oh, I wish I'd have thought about that when my kids were little or, or like at work like 10 years ago or whatever, that we're going to bring some intentionality. Every week, we're going to leave people with like, we call the big three. We're going to leave them with three sort of immediate steps they can take to begin to make a difference in this area of their life. So bring some intentionality to that. So um, the other thing is, is that we were all raised with this sort of do equals be mentality. In other words, what you do equals who you are. And so you're going to learn just what you have to, to get by, just to do enough, just to look like a good dad, to, you know, get by at work for the next performance review. Um, you know, just raise your kids in a way they don't get hurt and they don't hate your guts. And maybe if you're really lucky and you're a Christian, they grow up to love God a little bit or go to church or something, you know, sure. it's like, what if we move to like a life of intentionality and we actually started to think ahead and older brothers could yeah. share like what they're learning. And we got some cool guests coming on, brothers and sisters. They're going to lay some amazing stuff on us in really concise ways. So think of this as like life school. That's why we call it that. Uh, super condensed down, but bringing great intentionality and always uh, bringing the faith and like an, a real integrated gospel into how we do life. One of the things that's super exciting for me is that for most of my life and the way that I was raised is that there was this concept of you were a Christian on Sundays and, and Wednesdays and at youth group, and it didn't. your faith didn't impact any area of life. And I think you hint at it when you talk about spiritual schizophrenia, that <laughs> life is meant to be an integration of we're not different people when we go to work and then when we are around our family or when we go take our kids to soccer practice, but all of life being connected with what our identity is as followers of Jesus impacting every area we're sent to. So could you unpack this spiritual schizophrenia concept? Yeah, I, I think, you know, we all start out thinking like we're the only people to see life a certain way, right? Or, or, or the opposite, we go, oh, everybody sees it this way, right? You know, and turns like, no, your family's jacked up, you know, um, <laughs> which is often the case. Absolutely. But I use this term spiritual, spiritual schizophrenia because um, schizophrenia is thinking you can actually be two different people. You could have one life, you know, and hi, Heath, you know, and then like over here, it's like, Robert you know, or something. Yeah. You know, sorry about Roberts, if that's your name out there. But anyway, my point is, is that in, in our faith, and I used to think this, but I found out, in fact, a lot of people do live this way, is we look at life like um, my church life is, you know, my faith, that's sort of done on Sunday. That's done, you know, in church, maybe a small group or something. Sure. But then I've got my work life. And yet I know like I'm a quote missionary at work and, you know, we're always sort of on, right? Yep. But, but truth be known, I've kind of got my work life, my family work, my family time, my church stuff, my spirituality. I've also got vacation. I've got my health life, you know. Yeah. And, and, and it's like it's schizophrenia because that's where people get freaked out. That's where people get stressed is I'm trying to live a good life. I'm trying to live a life, you know, that is like would look like Jesus if he lived here, right? That's I hope that's the hope of many of our listeners. Um, but what we end up doing is we bifurcate everything. We separate it. So it's like now everything becomes competing interest. Sure. So like if I do a really good job at work, well, you're a freaking workaholic. Well, no, I'm not. Yeah, but you missed your kid's so you know, soccer game or softball game. Like, oh, yeah, dirtbag. I'm a dirtbag. No, like, no. Or like the opposite. You flip it. You're like, no, my, my parents suck. You know, my dad was never anything. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make sure I never, ever miss anything. I mean, I will forsake, you know, Jesus showed up and he had Elvis with him and Paul McCartney <laughs> was singing back up. It's like, nope, can't do that. 
son's got a softer game. It's like, no, what would it look like to live an integrated life where our faith, our good news, our, our you know, life as a disciple is actually integrated into all of it. And what happens is, Heath, and, and, and we've talked a lot about this, is the pressure's off. When yeah. all of a sudden you have one life that with intentionality and integration, yep. now that not everything's not competing against each other. It's not like, oh, I either do mission or I do work, or I do my work, which happens to be ministry, or I do family. So that's why I have these crazy hard boundaries. And I know there's even books written on boundaries and all that. Most of that means selfish fences. <laughs> you know, it's like, but I want to give a better way. In, our, in life school podcast, I want to give a better way. I want to show people no, you can actually live an integrated life, and these are not opposing. Family's not opposing to your work. Yeah, exactly. Right. God doesn't give you his ministry, so it'll jack up your family life. No, that's our that's our distortion. That's our schizophrenia. Yeah. So so that's yeah that's we're gonna work on that in life school. I think from a parent standpoint, that's one thing that I kind of stress out about even in my parenting is I don't I was raised in a house where there was this separation and I'd see my mom and my dad act one certain way and we'd pull into the church parking lot and all of a sudden we put on our moral caps and and it didn't feel like. The moral mask. <laughs> yeah, right. And then we'd, we'd get back in the car, and as soon as the doors were shut, it was a continuation of the... Whatever argument you had on the yeah, way Yeah, we're there. screaming yeah. back at each other as we're leaving the parking lot. And that is something for me that... Don't touch me. Don't touch me. That's mine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, it's super exciting to see the amount of anxiety even in my life that has been released just by being able to be myself in every aspect of life, not trying to figure out what hat I have and, to put on. And of on. course, integral, the, integral of that is believing the gospel, that God loves us exactly the same. Yeah. Regardless of like, you know, that was probably my worst parenting day, but our, our God, you know, our, our God, who's our father says, I love you the same, Heath. Yeah. Caesar. Yeah, that wasn't great, but I love you greatly. Right. And so that's a big part of this integration is actually beginning to believe the good news and how it affects every area of life and that we're not on this do to be performance treadmill anymore. Yep. Absolutely. That's a big part of that, man. And it's so freeing, right? Like it, when you it, actually it get It totally that. is. It totally is. Like, we, you know, we say like, Free to suck forward, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Like I, that wasn't great. I sucked at that, but I'm loved. I'm deeply loved, and I know I'm loved by others. But I'm certainly loved by God. But I also love people well, but not always perfectly. But I've, I'm f- kind of free to suck forward. <laughs> yeah. In grace, as I show grace and learn how to be grace, right? And that's good news. I think. I think everybody's it's looking for that. News. Believe it or not, young Christian or old, everybody looks for a little more grace and a little more freedom. And, and, and I think we're going to learn a lot about that in the weeks ahead. I'm curious, just a little bit about your background. Were you raised in? Uh, in a house where faith was just a title, or have you been raised in this kind of fluent in the gospel in every area of life? Or can you share just a little wouldn't bit about your great. background? Yeah, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. that have been great? Like, just... <laughs> it saved a lot of heartache. <laughs> yeah. Well, my mother Mary and my dad Joseph, they were around a lot. You know, we worked with our hands. No, <laughs> no uh, it was, you know, it's, I, tell, I joke that I've been, in, I've been a Christian or I've been going to church since I was a fetus. <laughs> you know, because my mom took us to church and, you know, we got an episode coming up here called, you know, be the church. Don't go to church, be the church. Yeah. It might be our next episode. But, uh, but that was us, you know, we went to church and, um, the reason we went to church is because that's what Christians did. And, um, Christians did it because, well, heck, you don't want to go to hell. In fact, I shouldn't have said heck, but that's too close to hell. You get points off for that, right? And, uh, <laughs> check mark. Yeah, check mark. And so... I, I kind of grew up in a, a family that really our faith had almost nothing to do with the day-to-day life. But I had a mother who took us to church 
because she believed that. She did believe that Jesus was the Son of God, Son of Man, and that we needed to be forgiven of our sins. And of course, that's right on. We believe that. But it, it didn't touch down in our family life, or certainly my dad, who was far from God until later in life. Maybe yeah. someday in an episode, we'll get to tell my dad's story a bit. He's crazy Polak and just the best. <laughs> Second Caesar, I'm the third, my son's the fourth. But so I didn't, I didn't, I grew up going to church. But, and I, I guess technically I was a Christian, but I'll be honest with you, it wasn't until I was about 25 when I had a super true encounter with Jesus as Lord, and I felt his love and unconditionalness shown by a community of people that said, this is where you stand, this is who you are in Christ, he loves you the same, but together we're going to show you how to walk this out now. Wow. And that's discipleship, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and they might not use the same language that we'll use here in life school a lot, but they actually showed us how because of who God is and what he's done and what's now true of us because of Christ, it affects like how we party. Yeah. And I used to party a lot and, and it affects how we, our language comes out and I used to swear a whole lot Sure, and you know, it still leaks out once in a while, hopefully not today, <laughs> but, <laughs> Edit. but you know, it, they began to show us a life lived in light of good news hmm. and uh, it was different. Right. And that's kind of been for my wife and I, Tina and I, that's been our quest is to learn how to live that out and teach and train others and create tools for that. And that's one of the things we're going to do in life school is we're going to give away, like I already said, the big three every week. We're going to give people, boom, you know, yeah, s- steps right away. Try this, you get to. And uh, free downloads and all kinds of tools. As I'm creating tools and as we're creating training, I'll, I'll, I'll yank some of the best stuff out of that training and out of our live stuff. And I'm going to give it away, you know, to yeah. our listeners. So you guys are important to us. We're doing this for you and because of you and in many ways with you. And so, yeah, look forward to that. Like, grab the downloads. Just get them. Some of them are going to blow you away. Some will just be like, hey, that saved me some having to make some notes, you know, while I was at the gym or driving the car. But great. But yeah, but for sure. I, we're going we're gonna to be giving you tons of stuff and uh, always hopefully helpful and dying for your feedback because we want to make stuff that's better, that helps people integrate faith in life, live intentionally, you know, in even greater ways, myself included. I learn every day. One of the best things about being a teacher equipper yeah. is you learn so much, right? Constantly. You know, people phoning in, people writing in, people on webinars with us, dropping us emails, you know, connected to videos we drop every week. It's amazing the stuff we learn. And you're yeah. like, that's a better way. I was just sharing with you a little while ago about a guy doing some crazy fire pits and, you know, outdoor stuff in his neighborhood. And I was like, I never heard of any of that. I'm totally stealing that stuff. You yeah, know? for sure, man. Right. It's some really exciting it's stuff. So, and I'm coaching him. And yeah. I'm like, and I told him today, I said, Sean, I'm taking notes, bro. This is some <laughs> golden stuff. And he said, I didn't dream up almost any of this, this came out of our community life. Wow. Boom. Right. It sounds like that kind of community life is going to be a key thing as well. Like when you were just talking about how, when you first found that community, at, you know, mid twenties and you found that they were the ones that were kind of like pushing you into, this is the way that we're going to live together and actually see the gospel lived out in all of life. When we're actually listening to the community around us, there's some really killer ideas that are able to, to be inspired and come up with, you know, it takes the one man lone ranger approach of leadership and goes, how do we decide to do stuff together as a community that can best impact those we're yeah. called to reach? Well, and you know what, in, in my case back then is that went, that wasn't just like some sort of like marginalized quote lay people. That was like these quote unquote senior leadership, you know, and his wife and their kids all the way down through the eldership. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they lived this stuff. It wasn't, they weren't living a schizophrenic life. They they were living this is who we are. This is how we get to live. Yeah. And there again, they, it wasn't as developed in language and in systems and process that maybe, you know, we get to like enjoy these days and some of the stuff that we train and share. Sure. But 
it wasn't something that like um, a group of elders sat on a board and then sort of dictated downstream to a staff that then was supposed to like do the work for the people and then invite the people to like reap the benefits of it on Sunday. You know, you know, sure. like, you know, like the church that sends out the staff to do the work that the people should do because yeah. they're being paid to do it. You know, like go hand this out, go collect that, go do that. Like, wait a minute. Well, there's bunches of us. There's hundreds <laughs> or thousands of us. I don't, you know, depending on your church, right? Yeah. And so this was lived out in community and we got to see like the good, bad and the ugly with these mm. people from, like I said, senior leadership all the way down. And what that did was that flattened it all out. We felt like we were a family. And sure, we had respect for the older brothers and sisters. Sure. It wasn't so much of the title. It was because of how they lived. And, and we'll talk a lot about this in life school, that they lived a life worth imitating. Yep. Right? In community for all of us. And so many people feel like, well, until I, quote, arrive, I just don't know that I should be telling anybody anything. Sure. Right? You know how it is. Like, well, Absolutely. I don't have a perfect marriage. Yeah, but have you, have you been through some battles? Have you learned some things? Have you learned to submit certain areas of your marriage? to like the good news of the gospel, yep. then you need to be important. You need to be helping that to other people. You need to impart that downstream. Yeah, okay? exactly. And then don't try to pretend the other parts aren't real. In other words, let your redemption show. Let your freaky flag fly, we say, you know? <laughs> like just yep. let it get out there. Let your redemption show because people are going to look at you and go, okay, that ain't perfect, but it's real, and that bit's helpful, and maybe together we'll sort out some of the other parts, hey? Exactly. It's and the that, give and take of community. It's beautiful. Yep. Leadership down. And so, like, I'm going to drop that on people right away. It's to say, you know, you're a leader. You're on staff. You're Maybe you're a pastor listening to this. You might be a Denom person, you know, guy or gal working at Denom. This gets to start with you. You get to start with these things. Take the big three every week. Try to start applying them to your own life. Share your wins and your failures. Suck forward with other people. That's, that's where the real growth is going to be. Yeah. That's, you know, I'll give you a ton of resources, like I said, a lot of stuff to download, but it's in your application and sharing it with others in community. That's, that's where maturing and, and authenticity is going to be, you know, achieved. One of the things I'm super excited about is actually seeing this play out in every aspect of life. And, uh, and as you mentioned, we're going to cover eventually so many great topics from business to parenting, to marriage, to singleness, to church planting, to living in community. What are you most excited about as you think about the future of this podcast and where this thing might go? What what excites you about this? Well, you know, I am probably the smartest person I've ever met. <laughs> you know, in my own mind on any given day. And I tell people I'm 100% convinced I'm doing everything right until it sucks and then I change, you know. <laughs> no, as you, you know me well enough to know I'm just a knucklehead trying moving forward, but I share, yeah. you know, I share a lot and so people learn from that. Um, I think I'm excited to share some of the stuff, you know, being a little older brother and you know, with kids that are out of the house already. I'm excited to, to, to share some of the discipleship lessons, some of the gospel richness, gospel fluency. We'll talk more about that term, you know, in the future. Um, some of the stuff that we parented horribly, some of the stuff we parented really well. You know our kids, they're great. Yeah, they're great. And they turned out wonderfully. That's grace. So even when we did things poorly, yeah. God blessed them. They turned out great. I'm, ex- I'm excited to share a bunch of that, okay? Yeah. Not because we're so great, but because the gospel's that good and God's that gracious. Yep. But I'm also excited to learn from the listeners as they respond, as they drop emails on us, as they send us requests, questions, we'll get to do some episodes where we just answer questions. Yeah. You know? I'm excited about that because what happens is I, I feel like I travel a lot, so I have a bit of a blessing of seeing a lot of communities and kind of dipping into you know suburban, urban, cultural, overseas here, super poor people, really wealthy people. Yeah. Tina and I have got to live amongst and be all that, right? But you still kind of get in your own slot, and you start to focus as a missionary on the people that God's given you in your world, your city, your neighborhood, your church to minister to, right? right. And among. 
So I'm really excited about what we're going to learn, and I'm hoping that we develop a bit of a dialogue so that the listeners of, of the Life School podcast are just in nonstop talk with us. Like, we're hearing yeah. about it. Like, please talk about this. Or, I heard about this. I took what you said, and I tried this. Here's the upgrade. Great. You know, we're going to share that stuff. I'm, I'm excited to learn together and hopefully build, build out the family. Hopefully the family will get bigger, and I always say bigger, smarter, faster together yeah. than any one of us alone. It's just, I don't care, you know. Who you are, how big your family, how small your family, how big your church, how small your church. You're you're a lot smarter and wiser and safer yeah. <laughs> together than we are alone. Absolutely, man. And I'm super excited too. Even from your social media side of things, we're learning a lot from people. Like, I mean, you'll put a post up or a tweet or something you've been thinking about, and the conversation is amazing. There's, it's it's great seeing a community of people come together. Especially when people push back, right? Yeah, that's beautiful. I love it. Like most people, they either just bomb you and disappear, you know, or they won't (laughs) say anything. They won't say Jack. I I love it when someone disagrees or, you know, maybe even a little bit respectfully (laughs) just goes, hey, I don't agree. Here's why. What do you think about that? Prove that to me. Yep. I love to. This is a great forum for that because it's hard to like, I don't want to send people, here's the 18 page treatise in an email of why I'm right and you're wrong. Sure. I'm not looking to do that. It's not about being right. It's about the dialogue. Yep. And I think we're going to get to have a great dialogue uh, on the Life School podcast. So in closing, as you had said at the beginning, what we want to do every week is to leave people with like three takeaways, and we call it the big three, um, things that people can walk away with and feel like they've learned something, feel like they've gained some new knowledge, some insight. Stuff to get started with right away. I want to ask you next what the big three are for this week. And uh, if you're listening, you don't need to stress out if you're driving or if you're at the gym. We've actually taken notes for you. And we're going to offer them as a free download. All you need to do is go to 123lifeschool.com slash episode 101. Or you can text the message episode 101 with no spaces. That's episode 101 to 44222. And you'll receive today's big three right away. So Caesar, what are your three big takeaways for this week? Well, uh, gosh, I mean, here we are just getting started talking a little bit about our life and, and why and what we're going to do. Um, I'd say... Living out of our faith, uh, living out our faith in all of life, which is what we're going to talk about in life school, has to do with these three things: desire, intentionality, and equipping. Okay, so first of the big three, do you, you know, you're hearing this today? You must uh, somehow you found it. <laughs> God found you, found us together. Uh, do you have a desire to live with greater intentionality in your life when it comes to your work, your ministry, your parenting, being a good spouse? making a difference in your community or in the world? Or um, are you content with just sort of responding to things as they come your way and you try to make it, you know, kind of get make it through hmm. and get by? Um, I don't think that's you if you're listening. But first thing is desire. Do you actually desire to live with greater intentionality? Second thing is, if you have that desire, is then you need to determine to be intentional about what areas in your life that you want to improve in. Hmm. None of us are perfect. Uh, we're not going to just like, boom, listen to a podcast and fix it, you know? Yeah, it's not yeah. a healing balm. Yeah, but but we can be intentional about the areas in our life that are important to us, meaningful, and that we want to get equipped in and grow and start to lead others. And, and that won't happen accidentally. That takes a great intentionality. It's not serendipitous. you got to decide, hey, my finances need work. Yep. I'm going to get the help I need. Or I'm going to listen to this next episode because it has to do with, my family in this area. And you know what? I wasn't raised with a whole lot of that knowledge or joy. So I'm going to learn that. So desire first, intentionality next. And then once we begin to identify the areas of your life that you want to live with greater confidence, intentionality, um, the next step 
and this is an intentional step, is to go ahead and get equipped in that, hmm. right? Not just to go, oh, man, I suck at that. I really should do something about that. Uh, that's like a false intentionality, is decide to get equipped. Learn, grow, get the knowledge and skills that you need to succeed. Admit, hey, I wasn't born with all knowledge. In fact, I was born with zero knowledge, so therefore everything is a learning environment. Yeah. Don't fear. Like, I think, especially as the church and as, you know, pastors or ministers or kind of full-time, whatever a lot of people are, um, we feel like we should admit we, you know, we're not, we suck at this area. It's like, wait, were you born knowing how to have a perfect marriage? No. Did your parents model one? No. Yeah. Were you born, like, with, like, all knowledge when it came to finances and budgeting? No. Um, did your parents like totally model that perfectly? No. Okay. Well, what, why, why can't we admit that? You know? Yeah. And that's sure. most of life. So the third step is get equipped, admit it, get equipped, be intentional and get the skills you need. And that's why we created life school. And it's to help you do all three. Hopefully we'll stir up every week. We'll stir up some desire. <laughs> yeah. Right. To, to live intentionally. We'll talk about areas of life and topics that we're learning to live more intentionally. in. we'll give you the big three. Often we're going to give you, well, every week we're going to be a free download. Uh, often we'll give you tools on top of that and we hope that'll help we really do really hope that'll help unfortunately time's up we got the first episode done super exciting Uh, remember if you're listening and you've had a baby crying in your ear and you weren't able to write down those big three for this week you can get them for free at 123lifeschool.com slash episode 101 or you can text message episode 101 with no spaces episode 101 to 44222 to receive this week's big three we hope to see you next time on the life school podcast as we talk about what it looks like to actually be the church rather than just going to church was the church meant to be a place that we carved time out for a couple hours a week we'll talk about it next time thanks for joining us for more information visit 123lifeschool.com slash podcast